You know, there is absolutely no greatest fear for, for a parent than losing a child, right? And we do everything that we can to make sure that we don't lose our children wherever we go. You know, we're going to something like what I was talking about to the Fresno Hmong New Year you know, over the weekend. Where there's a whole bunch of people there, you do everything that you can try, you know, to try to keep track of your children. A lot of times as parents, one of the things that we do is we buy those wristbands, right? Those wristbands that we put around our wrists and then we tie one end to our wrist and the other end to our children, just making sure that they don't run off anywhere, especially when you have a four or five-year-old who loves to just run around everywhere to look at every single thing that's over there. And so that's one of the greatest fears of us, for us as parents. I remember back when uh, I was there at Pastor Chakor's church and the young couples, of course, being a young couple, we have a lot of little children. And the young couples, we decided to take a fellowship trip you know, over to Santa Cruz, the beach. And so we went to the mystery spot first. And after we were done at the mystery spot, we went over to the Santa Cruz beach. And of course, one of the couples, he, they had a eight to nine-year-old boy who was very, very, you know, just very, very, you know, he, he was just interested in just learning about everything and he just wanted to see absolutely everything. And so he was very, very curious about everything. And so right when he got to the beach, we lost him. We lost him. And so we had no idea where he was at. And, you know, we spent our whole time at the beach, not enjoying the beach, but we, you know, there's, there's probably about, you know, about you know, 12, 13 couples that, uh, that went together during that trip. And so we split up into groups trying to find this child. And we're walking all over the beach. You know, Santa Cruz, I'm sure we, all of us, we've been to Santa Cruz uh, Beach Boardwalk. And so we spent, you know, so we spent, you know, four or five hours just walking around that whole beach trying to look for that child. And it was, I mean, it was, it was you know, a terrible, terrible feeling not knowing where the child was. And as I was walking around towards the end of the beach, um, he saw me and he came up to me and he said, you know, have you seen my mom and dad? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, yes. You know, yes, I've seen your mom and dad. And so I took him and I, you know, I called his mom and dad. I took him and, you know, of course, his dad was not very happy, right? His dad was not very happy with him. And so, um, but that was the experience that we had as, you know, that, that was our first trip. Um, as, as a young couple uh, ministry over at the Marysville Church. And that's, that was my first trip when I came to the Methodist. That was my first trip that I took with the uh, Methodist Church or any group in the Methodist Church. And so, um, unfortunately, my first trip ended up like that. It ended up with me trying to find this child. But the um, good thing is that he's safe. And here in this passage, here in Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through verse 50, 52, we see that, that Joseph and Mary has just lost Jesus. I imagine how terrible they, they must have felt at that time. And the reason why we want to preach about this message here today, the reason why I want to preach about this message here today, is because, you know, we, we've, we've lived through 2018 the whole year, and we've gone through a lot in 2018 for each and every single one of us. We've gone through a lot. And one of the things that we have to come, and we have to come and reflect back upon, is that throughout 2018, is my faith still as strong as it was before? Or did I lose Jesus already in my life? We want to make sure that we haven't lost Jesus in our life, that we haven't lost our focus on Jesus Christ, that we haven't lost our faith in Jesus Christ. Many times, you know, many times when we go through troubles, when we go through times of, of tragedies and things of that sort, when we go through, through sickness, sometimes we lose our faith. You know, sometimes, you know, when we lose our job or things of that, you know, we lose our faith. And even sometimes when we receive so much blessings from God, even during those times, we also tend to lose our faith because we lose our focus on Jesus Christ. 
right? We receive the blessings, and we're so happy with that. We're so grateful for that, that that becomes something that distracts us from our focus on our faith, our focus on Jesus Christ. So that's why I just wanted to take us to look at this passage, to look at this passage, and to ensure, to ensure that as we approach 2019, that we have not lost Jesus Christ in our life, that Jesus Christ is still a part of our life. And so one of the things that we see here as they were searching for Jesus, so the, the title today is called Searching for Jesus. And we see here that one of the things in this passage that while they were searching was for Jesus was that Mary and Joseph, they were very persistent. And so I got two words here. They're very persistent and they were very consistent in the things that they were doing. And we see in the very first verse, in verse 41, we see that every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem. And so they were very persistent in going to Jerusalem. The reason for that is because Jerusalem from Nazareth is not very close, right? You know, the Mongols, they can probably relate to this better than us because back in Thailand and Laos, they used to walk everywhere. Here, we don't walk anywhere, right? Here, we, we drive everywhere. And so it's about 80 miles from Nazareth to Jerusalem. I don't know how long, I don't know how far or how, how long that takes, but the Mongols this morning told me that that's probably about four to five days of walking, and so in your four to five days of walking 80 miles, that's as far as here to Sacramento. And yet as far as it was, as far as it was, we see that they continued to go every single year. And no matter how hard it was, no matter how difficult the trip may be, they continued to go there every single year for the Passover. And so in order for us to really seek for Jesus, in order for us to really know Jesus Christ, it's something that we must do, is we must be persistent in seeking out God. We must be persistent in doing the things that God has called us to do. And not only must we be persistent in it, we must also be consistent in doing it. While they, do it, they did it every single year, we have to do the things that God has called us to do every single time, all the time. We have to do it always something that's often very hard for us to do because we get tired, we get burned out. And yet we need to understand that we find strength in Jesus Christ. We, we find strength in the Lord. We find strength in the Lord. If we depend simply on our own ability, if we depend simply on our own strength, it's very hard to do the will of God. It's very hard to do the work of God. It's very hard to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning to come here to, to worship, right? Because the monk service starts at 8.30, and, and I drive for about 30 to 45 minutes just to get here. It's very hard. It's not easy to do. I try to convince the monks to worship later in the day, but they don't want to. <laughs> So they want to keep it at 8.30, right? At 8.30 in the morning. In most churches, most churches, the monk services are at 1 o'clock, you know? And so, um, I mean, which is a good thing for me because I enjoy football too, so it allows me to go home and watch football. <laughs> so, but, you know, you know, it's very hard to do. When we depend simply on what we want to do, when we simply depend on our own abilities, it's very hard, it's very difficult. But if we depend on God, God provides the strength for us. And when we get burned out in our greatest weakness, in our greatest weakness, God is our strength. God is our strength. I have a nephew that lives still, that he still lives in Vietnam. He's also a pastor. Um, and he messaged me the other day. And he says, you know, Uncle, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so burned out. I just want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore, you know. I, I just want to quit because I've been doing this for a long time. It seems like, you know, no, no one really cares about me anymore, you know. And people are getting tired of me and things like that. I've run out of ideas what to preach about and things like that. And he was talking to me about how, how burned out he was. And a lot of times we do get burned out. 
a lot of times we did get, get burned out. But we always have to remember that when we get burned out, we have to seek God again. We have to turn back to God. Let him be the one to provide the strength for us. And that's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. He says, ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open. See, so Jesus Christ is teaching us about being persistent in seeking out God. He's teaching us about being consistent in, in seeking out God. And, you know, a lot of times we use this Bible verse. Of course, this Bible verse is about prayer and, thing, and, and things like that. But a lot of times we use this Bible verse to talk about, you know, praying for a better job, praying for, um, praying for you know, a better education, praying for a new car and things of that sort. And I, I guess, in, in, you know, in the application, I guess we can apply it in, the, in such a way. But the context of this verse is actually talking about prayer, prayer so that we can live a life to glorify God. About prayer, about you know, being being that God can transform us, that God will transform us to live a life to glorify Him, and that's something we often forget to pray about, right? We pray about all these things that we want. We pray about newer car, newer house, you know, more money, better job, but we forget to pray that God, you know, all I want in my life is just to be able to live a life to glorify You. That I want to be able to live my life as according to what You have commanded. I want to be obedient to You. A lot of times we forget about that as Christians. And that's, that's, that, that's, that's the context of this Bible verse here, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. It's, it's that type of prayer. And, and Jesus Christ is saying, you can accomplish all of this. All you got to do is pray. Be, be consistent in your prayer. Be persistent in it. You ask. You ask. Just like, you know, trying to find a friend's house, you know. A lot of times uh, I'll meet my old friends and I'll say, you know, why don't you come and visit me? And, you know, a lot of times they'll say, okay, I'll come. But they never ask for my address, right? And you know at that time they don't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to come. But, you know, when some friends, when you meet them, and you say, why don't you, well, you invite them over to your house, and say, why don't you come and visit me? We haven't seen each other for 20 years. And they'll say, okay, where, you know, where do you live? They'll ask for your address. When they ask for your address, you give them the address, and, of course, they can put that address into, into the um, GPS, and they can come find you. But if they come find your house, they, they come seeking for you, come seeking for your house. Once they get to your house, they have to step up to the door and knock on the door. They don't knock on the door, they're, never, they're not going to meet you, right? And so they'll come up and they'll knock on the door, and that's when, when you finally meet them. That, that's when you can invite them into your house. And this is, that's the same kind of thing that Jesus Christ is talking about here. Is that in order for us to be like Christ, in order for us to know Christ, in order for us to you know, have this relationship with him, is that we are to ask, ask how, how can we find you? How can we live a life to glorify you? We have to ask him. And then once we ask him and he reveals it to us, we have to seek it out. We have to seek it out, and then we have to live it out. Just knock on that door, knock on that door, and Jesus Christ will open it for us. And that's, that's what we're talking about here, about being persistent and being consistent. Another thing we see here is that every year that Jesus' parents did, they went together as a family. They went together as a family. This one, it's very, so hard nowadays for us to really get our kids to come to church. I mean, my kids don't want to wake up in the morning, right? You know, 7 o'clock, they don't want to wake up in the morning. They don't want to be here all day, all the way until, you know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. It's very tough to get our kids to come to church. It's very hard to get our children to come to church. But something that God has commanded us to do, God has asked us to do. And we're to dedicate our, our family, we're to dedicate ourselves, dedicate our children, our brothers and our sisters to, to God. For those of you who were here on, on Christmas Eve service, you guys saw that my whole, all my brothers and sisters finally came to church. You know, it's very hard to get them to come to church. But here on Christmas Eve, they're finally here. And the reason for that is because I told them that I'm not going to go to your dinner unless you come to church. <laughs> so, and so they all showed up. You know, they all showed up here. 
for the Christmas Eve service. Sometimes you just have to be tough on them, you know. Sometimes we have to be tough on them and got them to, you know, finally all come. And so today my sister said, you know, why don't you bring my, why don't you bring my son to church? And I said, why don't you go? And she says, no, I'm tired. <laughs> so I brought, I brought my nephew here, but my, my sister didn't come. But, you know, those, those are some of the things that we got to do. We really have to reach out to our family and really be consistent in there. Reach out to them. Dedicate them to, to the Lord. Dedicate them to the Lord. And really, really just lead them to the Lord. We also need to pay attention to where Jesus Christ is in our life. Sometimes we forget about this. I was watching a movie because my daughter and my son-in-law came from, um, from Santa Barbara to, to visit us, and they rented this one movie that we're watching. It's about a, a kid going missing, a child, a daughter going missing. And for the first 24 hours, the father didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know that his child was missing. And I think that's one, of the, that's one of the most difficult things, or that's one of the most frightening things for us as parents, is not knowing. When you don't know where your children is at. And that's, that's what we need to do with Christ. There's a lot of times we don't know where Jesus Christ is at in our life. And so something we need to reflect upon is that where, where is Jesus Christ in my life at this time? As I approach 2019, where is he at? Is he still part of my life? In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Apostle Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul is saying that he is in Christ. And so that's something we must ask ourselves, is that is Christ, is, is, are we still in Christ? Are we still living? Is Christ still living through us? Something we, we really, really need to focus on. And in First John chapter 2, verse 3, it teaches us how do we know whether or not Christ is in us. And John says this, we know that we have come to know him, in other words, to know Christ, if we keep his commands. This is how we know that Christ is in us, it's if we keep his commands. And whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. So this is what we need to reflect upon. So where is Christ in our life? Is he living through us? Is he living in us? Are we, in other words, are we keeping his commands? Are we following? Are we being obedient to the word of God? Because it says here that, you know, if, if we're saying that, that we know him, but yet we don't, we don't listen to him, we, we don't keep his commandments, then, then we're simply lying to ourselves. And that's what we don't want to do as Christians, is that we don't want to be lying to ourselves. We want to be in Christ. We want to be in the truth. We also need to look for Jesus in the right place. It says in verse 44, they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. And Jesus is not found. They did not find Jesus among their relatives and their friends. And so the place that they found Jesus Christ was in the temple, was in God's house, was within God's people. And that's where we find Jesus Christ, is to be among God's people, to be among God's people, to participate, to cooperate, to be faithful, to be faithful among God's people. And one of the things we also need to do is to remember to always pray for each other. Okay? We need to always remember to pray for each other, especially the most difficult person in the church for you to get along with. I want you to pray for that person. Okay? The most difficult person in the church for you to get along with, the person that, you know, that maybe you have something against that person or that person has something against you. Pray for that person. That's how, we, that's, how you, that's how we grow to be more like Christ. That's how we grow to be more like Christ. It's so easy when we pray for the person that we like. It's easy for me to pray for my wife because I like her. 
but to pray for someone that totally dislikes me, you know, you know, or, or someone that's totally, you know, against me, that's, that's the hard thing. That's the hard thing. And that's what separates us as Christians from other people is that we pray for those who are totally against us. Even those who are persecuting us, we, we, we pray for them. Right? We pray for them. And so that's what I want us to do. This coming year is really focused on that pray for that one person. If you don't pray for anybody else at all, pray for that one person in the church that maybe you have something against them. Or maybe they have something against you. Or maybe you're not in the church, maybe in, in your own personal life. That one person that you just can't get along with. Pray for that person. If you pray for that person, God will bless you. And you'll be able to build that relationship back up. And so at this time, let us pray together. Father, we thank you so much as we come before you. Father, we thank you so much for 2019, uh, 2018, for all the blessings that you've given us. And we ask that for 2019 that you continue to lead us every step of the way, that we will continue to be with you, and that you will live through us, Christ, our Lord. And so we lift everyone up to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.